Hey guys, and welcome back to the Winging It podcast. I'm Lucy Hitchcock, founder, podcast host, rosé lover, and dog mum. After I discovered the London agency life and corporate world made me severely unhappy, I left my nine to five job in 2015 and founded my own digital marketing agency, Sassy Digital. After carving out my own career path, I found that lots of others were reaching out to me on Instagram asking how I'd managed to create my dream career and have a life that I love because of it. So the Winging It podcast was born. I want to help business babes and career women all over the world do the same as me and have a career that makes them happy, whether that's working for someone else or starting your own business. In 2020, during a global pandemic, I founded my second business, Partner in Wine, after discovering that I had nothing to keep my beloved rosé cool on the go while having socially distanced drinks with my friends. I created the Partner in Wine, an insulated bottle shaped like a wine bottle that holds a full bottle of wine, keeps it cool for up to 24 hours in the summer and warm for up to 12 hours in the winter. You're listening to Series 4, This series, I'm going through each and every step that I took that has made Partner in Wine the success that it is today. Just six months after launch, not only have we had a sellout Christmas, we've now moved into a fulfillment centre to keep up with demand. We've been featured in several publications such as Good Housekeeping magazine, The Sun and The Mirror. We've collaborated with my all-time favourite rosé brand, Mirabu, And we have had some really, really exciting developments, which I will share with you throughout 2021. So in this series, let's learn how to successfully bring a product to market. This series is for everyone. Whether you're thinking about launching, you've already got a product out there and you want to emulate this success, or you're just interested to see what it takes to bring an idea to life. Now let's get into today's episode. I am welcoming back to the podcast one of my favorite people on the planet and someone that has been on the podcast before. It's Chloe Slade. Wow, what an intro. I love that. Thank you so much for having me back again. I'm excited to film or record. I know. I always have people back on the podcast because I'm just like, I need it again. I just need the wisdom again. (laughs) Do you know what's really funny? I was thinking this morning when I was cooking my breakfast, the first ever, ever, ever podcast for winging it that I recorded was with Ben, who's Chloe's other half. And I remember we recorded it. And do you remember when I lived in Bournemouth? We recorded it in that little room. And I was so like, I literally had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I don't know. It was like my first time like properly sitting down interviewing someone. And I was like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I remember that. But I also remember just like, obviously before then, and I remember we were driving. I think we were in Winchester and we were driving. And you were like, I feel like I should start a podcast. I just feel like I've got like, this idea and I was like yeah do it and like it's so amazing to now see like actually look at it it's really nice to see oh my god it's so funny I remember that as well because I I think we'd been shopping or something yeah oh my gosh how funny that must have been like three or four years ago yeah yeah we've been friends for a while now I forget how long it is sometimes I know isn't that weird yeah I think as well it feels like I haven't seen you properly in a while, one, because of the pandemic, but also when we went to Barcelona, that took out a big chunk of being able to see you. So yeah, I think it feels like not a lot of time, which is nice, you know, time flies when you're having fun. So Chloe and I actually very first met when, was it me that asked you to write a guest blog? Yeah, I think so. We met in the pig, right? The hotel. Yeah. So I think I emailed Cone, which is... 
Chloe's or the Half Ben's business, you guys do like accountancy, but for like more creatives, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I saw they were in Southampton. I was like, oh, this could be cool. Like I live in Bournemouth. Like we could do a guest post together and like support local, promote each other, blah, blah. And then Chloe was like, do you want to go for a coffee? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right then. And I was like, is this weird that I'm meeting up with someone online? (laughs) (laughs) Someone catfished you. (laughs) Yeah. No, she didn't catfish me. But yeah, we went for a drink at the pig and it was bloomed from there. But that was years ago. Yeah, it was. I remembered meeting you and I was like, oh, I just like all energy based. I was like, yeah, I like her energy. (laughs) No other reason, just like the energy. (laughs) The energy is there. Thing is, as well, is like once people are friends with me, they can't get rid of me because I know where they live. So, you know. (laughs) It's really true. And I've moved a lot. (laughs) Yeah, try and escape me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chloe, can you tell us who you are and what do you do? Yeah, so I am a manifestation and mindset coach, but I also have a company which is very much around product-based and membership-based, which basically helps people start to direct their subconscious mind so that they can naturally start showing up for the life that they want, aka using the power of manifestation and mindset to kind of get out your own way and start creating, which I know you're amazing at, so yeah, that's essentially what I help people with. And we're going to be doing more products this year, which is really exciting because that's where I find a lot of joy from and a lot more audio recording and downloads for the membership is kind of our focus for the year. But yeah, exciting times. I feel like, yeah, I feel really great about it this year. Yeah, I feel like you're really on it. You also have a really great, nine, is it 90 day manifestation journal? Yeah, so that's our like core product at the moment, which basically is a great introduction to anyone who is kind of curious about manifestation but it brings a lot of action in because you know we're all about the action so yeah we we basically we had that as our main thing and we're bringing in our products based on that particular product because so many people have just had like huge shifts from it and because it's only 90 days it doesn't seem too like intimidating and it's a great place to start so yeah, it's, it, we're going to be bringing out more products. I think those kind of things, it gives you like the accountability and like the action, but also like a lot of manifestation and the woo-woo side as well. Amazing. I love it. So actually, do you know what, Chloe? I don't know if I've ever asked you this before. I feel like this is a recent question that I've started asking on the podcast. What was okay. your very first, I think we've talked about your career in a previous podcast. So if you guys want to like learn about that, you can go and listen to Chloe's other podcast that she did with me all about money mindset. What was your first ever job? You know, like when I ask people, I want like a proper a student job or like something you had when you were 16 or something really a bit crappy, like promo girl or something like that. <laughs> promo girl. I, do you know what? I actually kind of had three bits. So one, I was that typical person who liked to sell things at school, you know, like LucasAid and sweets. But then I actually, (laughs) everything food-based, I went to a company which was like in the town that I lived and they sold balloons. And I just was like, I love balloons. Let me work for you. And they were like, okay. So I did a lot of like leafleting, like handing out leaflets. I think actually, if I remember rightly, I actually went around a few different businesses and was like, let me hand out leaflets to you. Because my theory behind it at the time was multiple people, multiple clients, as it were, obviously very small base at that time, but multiple clients. And I could, you know, keep the exercise, fresh air, that kind of thing. Obviously, I was like 14. So, you know, that was the first one. That's so good. Using your initiative. Love it. 
Yeah, I'm from that point. I actually ended up doing two jobs, which was the balloon thing, but I also worked for a fireplace company, which was the most amazing experience for someone who was just, you know, a teenager starting out because it really put me in a place where I was obviously speaking to people a lot and it was such a great atmosphere. So yeah, that was my first job as it were. Oh my God, I love that. I have this like obsession with balloons, by the way. So like any of my friends that live local, my local balloon shop is the absolute tits and I buy everyone these like crazy balloons for their birthdays and stuff like that. Yeah, I made them at one point. You made them? As in like blew them up? Yeah, so you put like the, my favourite one to make because obviously I, you know, I progressed through my balloon career <laughs> and I went in and I did these balloon like displays where you would blow up a little balloon a little bit and then you'd put it in a bigger balloon and then you'd kind of be like balloon inception so there'd be like all these different balloons yeah that you could see through in one big balloon that's what my local party shop does I can't remember what they call them now but yeah shout out to party lol and surbiton whoop, whoop. <laughs> so Without further ado, I want to get more into manifestation because, I mean, there's a couple of things to do with manifestation. And like, when I first met you, I was like really interested in like, it was kind of when I first started getting into it, I think, because I had loads of questions for you. And it's interesting because I'm the type of person, right, that although I can be a bit woo-woo, I also get stuff I manifest subconsciously without like knowing that I'm doing it and then I'll go after what I want. So even though some people need to sit there and go, okay, look, I'm going to actually really think about what it is that I want. I already fortunately kind of have that in me and I'm like, I know what I want and I'm going to go and get it. So can you explain for people who perhaps are a bit skeptical about it or maybe don't know what manifestation is, like what actually is it? Yeah, so here's like the common misconception, which I'm trying to like break through, I guess, at the moment. And it is that you turn on manifestation or you start to manifest or, you know, you actively manifest. And the thing is, is that we are always manifesting because manifestation really is just a process of alignment, which is your thoughts, your feelings, your actions and your beliefs. So you can align yourself with different outcomes, whether they're positive or negative. And effectively, you know, people that may be manifesting things they don't like is potentially because they need to think back to, you know, thoughts, feelings, actions and beliefs, as weird and as harsh as that sounds. So it's more of a process of getting intentional with what you're doing internally so that you can start to manifest things that you want. So like if you think right now, whoever's listening, wherever you're at right now, where has your focus been over the last, you know, few weeks, few months? Where has your focus been? Because that is going to be really indicating to where your life is at right now. And it's also where your focus right now is going to be creating the life that you're going to be leading in the next few weeks and months to come. So yeah, it's more about getting intentional of what that actually is and harnessing like these laws and these powers so you can naturally like you say, naturally create and naturally automate your kind of manifestation process. So yeah, I think there's lots of techniques and there's lots of things that you can do, but it's all about finding the thing that works for you so you can basically direct your subconscious mind to actively go for what it is that you want, which like you said, you're a pro at. (laughs) Yeah, it's not really something that I tend to think of, but yeah, we'll kind of delve more into that. Although I do think like now I know more about it and since I've looked into it, I do notice myself more going okay what's next like what do I want yeah I was to say here's the thing I'm guessing at some point within the last I'm going to say like last 24 hours you have thought about something that you want right you thought about the businesses or you thought about other things that you want in your life I'm guessing you know you have probably thought about that 
yeah, why I'm laughing because this morning I went on a walk and as I went on a walk, I remember this person that I met last summer that works at like a wine company. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, I never like tapped that person up to like get in there. And then my mind started going and I was like, oh, I really want to do live wine tastings for Partner in Wine and like I need to make it happen. And like, then I started pulling all these like things in that I'd thought of from my mind. And I was like, oh my God, when I get home, I'm going to get straight on that. And I need to like, because I want to do wine tastings with this company and this company and this company and this company and like, how am I going to make it happen? You know? Mm. Exactly. And that's a form of visualization. And the thing is, is we all use visualization a lot in our day to day life. But a lot of people will go, what if this bad thing happens? What if I fail? What if, you know, this happens? And everything that happens after what if is a form of visualization. So even just using that as a little tool, you can go, what if I actually succeed in this? What if this helps loads of people? What if I hit my income goals? And that just changes the narrative. It changes the questions that you're asking your subconscious mind. So essentially what you've got really good at is asking your subconscious mind powerful questions that you can subconsciously start going after what it is that you want. You know, like this morning on the walk, that's a form of visualization. And I think sometimes when you bring in that intention to it, you can really maximize it. So although you're great at it right now, just even doing more of it can maximize that and bring it closer to you. So yeah, I think it's just actively thinking and consciously thinking about what it is that you want. And I think that's where a lot of people like get worried about visualization or they think it's like this woo-woo thing. It's just actively and consciously thinking about what it is that you want. Yeah. And let's just touch on for a moment what you said about what if it goes wrong? What if no one buys? What if this happens? What if that happens? And like, Mm. I think as humans, we're automatically, you know, we're very risk adverse. Mm. This is why we ask ourselves these questions. So when I started Partner in Wine, I had zero doubts about it because I spent so much time putting my all into the packaging and you know this that and the other and Mm. kind of talking about on social media but not really letting anyone know what it was so like people were kind of intrigued they wanted to know what it was so I had no doubt in my mind yeah okay you know businesses don't take off overnight but I had zero doubts about what if this doesn't work and to be honest most of the time when I think about what if something goes wrong yes I do ask myself that but at the end of the day with partner of mine I was like what if no one buys? Well, I'll just sell them on eBay. It's not the end of the world. I'll make my money back and I'll move on with my life. And it's the same with when I left my job. I was like, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't make enough money? What if this happens? And I thought, well, screw it. Like, I'll just get another job. It's not going to be a problem. It's not like I'll be jobless for years and years and years, you know? Yeah. And I think people think about the worst things that can happen when actually the worst things that can happen are really not that bad. The worst thing that people actually think about happening is failing and the embarrassment of failing when actually that's just your sort of internal mind being like oh if you fail that would be really embarrassing everyone's going to laugh at you when actually I think people would have more respect because you've given it a go put your all into it if you have put your all into it and it hasn't worked then you know at least you know that you tried the worst thing that can happen is that you don't take any action and you'll never know that is soul-destroying, isn't it? Like, if you have this passion or this thing that you really want to do and the fear of what people may think, what a failure, what if X, Y, Z stops you, that genuinely is the worst thing. I think that scares me more than taking the action is getting years later and being like, oh, you actually never did anything with that, you know? I know, I know. That, like, scares me. (laughs) It really does. And I think you just got to try. I mean, the biggest thing that I come across with clients is people going, 
oh, I need to do this idea before someone else does it because I've just thought of it and blah, blah, blah. You know, even if someone else does do it, you're going to have a very different take from other people. Mm. So there is also that. But just because, like, I don't know, you might have sat an idea for a year or two and then you notice someone else is doing something similar and you go, oh, well, I can't do it now because someone else has done it. That's not true. That's just, again, your mind being like, you can't do it because someone else has done it. Oh, okay, it's made the decision for me. Yeah, and I think the thing is of like the way the world works is that we are almost programmed to be in this fear state. And because, like you say, our minds are programmed, are designed to, you know, look for things that could harm us. We don't have the same threats as we obviously did when our brains were created. Like we don't have the need to fight for our food or whatever it may be. We've still got that mechanism, but now it's applied to things that are dominated by the news or social media or our friends and family or, you know, whatever. And the idea is that it's now kind of put us in a state where we're just so scared to try. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people with these little tools. Like yesterday, I don't know if you saw, but I changed the membership over. And instead of just being all this content based about manifestation, I'm starting to teach people the skills of how to actually visualize, how to journal, because those two things implemented in my life have just like taken me on a completely, you know, added so much momentum to my life. Whereas before I could maybe like fall into little traps and the mind likes to revert back to what it knows because what it knows is what it's safe. So if anyone's ever like listening to this and they thought, oh, I've got this great idea. And then like days pass, weeks pass, years pass, and they haven't done it yet. It's because your mind likes to revert back to what it knows. So it's put you back into the old pattern, same habits, same thinking process. And, you know, you've just forgotten about it. But yeah, that's essentially why I'm so passionate about it, because it happens so often. Yeah, it does. I mean, my number one tip for that would be, and maybe this is why I'm so good at taking actions, because whenever I have ideas that I like truly believe in, I won't stop working at them when I have the idea. And it's, you know, it's like a thing that I have to do. So whether that's a caption for an Instagram post that I have at 11 o'clock at night, whether it's an idea for a blog post that I spontaneously have to write, whether it's an idea for an ebook that I have just thought about, but I'm feeling really passionate about it. I can't stop writing it until I'm finished. Otherwise, I'll lose the momentum because I know that I won't feel so passionately about that idea if I let it roll on and carry on and carry on and carry on. And then it just never ends up happening. Yeah, yeah, it's key. And that bit that I want to kind of highlight what you said is you finish, you're a finisher. And that's a quality that I was working with someone on a one-to-one coaching call the other day. And we identified that the next version of her, version of her that receives all these things that she desires, had to become a finisher in her life and in her business and in her relationships. And I don't mean finishing the actual relationship, but, you know, following through. Yeah. That's the massive, like, you know, it's such a big part of it is just actually finishing what it is that you wanted to start regardless. Yeah. Do you know what? I have this thing that I call, and (laughs) this is like a few people that have come and gone into my life. Not that I like cut people out of my life regularly, but you know what happens? Like people drift away or like Mm -hmm. you have breakups or whatever. And I have this word for particular groups of people that I don't like to hang around with. And these are the people that I call the gunners. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I was thinking about doing this. Oh, I'm going to do this. And they're always talking about what they're going to do, but they're never actually talking about them doing it and finishing and following through with it. Mm -hmm. And this is like the number one, I mean, you know, with my friends when they're like, I'm going to do this, I'm like, okay, come on then, let's get on with it. And I'll like properly coach them through it, whether that's getting a new job or 
you know, going for a promotion or something like that. And I will make sure that they follow through and finish it. But when like creating new relationships with people, I always find that the people that I won't end up being friends with or, you know, spending time with is people who go, I've always wanted to own my own business. I'm like, okay, cool. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. It's not even just about like starting a business. It's like, oh, I've always wanted to, I don't know. I've always wanted to do something like, I don't know, buy a house. This is not an example that I've experienced, but like it, it doesn't just have to do with business. It has to do with like a lot of things. People are just very much tend to, I'm gonna, and then they never follow through with it. And I just can't be around people like that because it really like brings me out of my action taking mindset. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even that subtle change, if people are listening and they think, oh, you know, I say I'm going to just start saying I am working on or I'm doing because that subtle change will start to direct your subconscious mind and you'll start to want to work on it because you've changed the language essentially. So even just I'm going to start a podcast versus I'm starting or I have a podcast, two different things, you know? Yeah. Subtle, but massive. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's such a good tip. I mean, I sound like I'm being negative about people who say I'm going to do this, but like genuinely speaking, if you want to do something, stop saying I'm going to and start saying I am doing. Mm, I saw this really like, I guess got to me. I think I was having not a bad day. I think I was having a bad moment. I was just like, Ugh. it was not so long ago. And I was on Facebook and my friend shared this quote or this, you know, image. And it was like these people in line, and this is a bit dark, but it was like these people in line and at the end of the line, it was people going, like, basically going up to heaven. And it was like, you're all in a line, but you don't know what time, you know, where you are in the line. And I think that in itself, you realize that actually life is a precious gift. And if we change the narrative around that, even if we don't feel it right now, and I know, I know it's easy to say that, but you kind of got to start saying it, I guess, before you necessarily feel it. And then you start to feel it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, massively. And also just thinking about how little time really, and not without being morbid, but like how little time we have on this earth, you know, the worst thing in life, as we said earlier, would be to get to, you know, 80 years old and go, oh, all those things that I wanted to do and I've never done. And now I'm too old to do them. You know, really, you just got to take the leap and do the things that you want to do. Yeah, and there's no like actual age in which that stops. I've been talking a lot with someone else recently about an encore career. So they technically have finished their career, but they're like, no, I'm not done yet. And they want to add value and they've got things to do and they want to create things. So there's no necessarily like age. It's more when you get to that point, you're like that penny drop. Oh my goodness. I feel like I've been sleeping and I haven't actually taken action on my goals moment where you realize that, okay, I need to take action now. Like this is the time for me to just try. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So In terms of, I want to touch a bit about how people can actually actively use manifestation techniques within their business. Mm -hmm. And the reason I initially reached out to you to record this podcast is basically because I don't know who follows Partner Wine on Instagram, who's listening, but my new business, as soon as I started it, started working on it, had the samples in my hand, I looked at it and said, I am going to do a collaboration with my favorite rosé brand. And I knew at that point that I was going to do it. And I was like, okay, right, this is happening. It is going to happen. And it's just a matter of time. And so how can I start putting the wheels in motion to make this happen? So that was back in June, I think it would have been. Yeah, so it would have been back in June. 
And we announced our Winter Walks collaboration with Mirabu on the 4th of January, I think it was. So yeah, I did a collaboration with Mirabu, which is obviously a very well-known rosé brand and like such a huge deal for us in six months of launching. You know, most people don't get those kinds of opportunities. And I feel like it's partly because I said this is going to happen. But also, I didn't just sit there on my ass and wait for them to reach out to me. I made it the best of everything that I could, started doing all the social media, made like a proper plan for what was going to happen over the next year so that when I did inevitably get in touch with them, I could send them a presentation on, you know, that we went viral when we launched, all of that, like people posting on their stories, all of this sort of stuff, so that I could prove to them that I deserved this opportunity. And sure enough, what I did was I I knew how I was going to get it. And I basically just slid into the DMs, which is what I usually do. I literally slide into everyone's DMs when I want something. And I feel like I'm a really like sweet talker of the DMs. I send people compliments and they're like, oh my God, that's so nice. Yeah, of course, I'd love to work with you. So yeah, that's basically how it happened. But to me, that wasn't like, even though that was manifestation, I just wondered in terms of like, if you have any tips for techniques on how to do that sort of thing for people who are listening. Yeah, I think the two things would be journaling and visualization. They're the two core things that I kind of lean on and teach and use in my own life. And that is essentially what you did. You know, you thought about it, you decided it, and then you started to think about what that would look like. And visualization, when you were visualizing the year ahead, when you were thinking about the presentation, when you were thinking about what points you want to make, what you're going to say to them in the DMs. It's basically putting language to what you did, which is visualization. I think Conor McGregor is really famous for doing this because he imagines the fight happening or imagines the things happening. And he's actually a really great one to bring up because I know he had a recent fight. I don't actually follow it, but I know that he had a recent fight that he didn't actually win. And that's the thing. You're visualizing, but you're not worrying you know it's going to happen at some point and you're not really worrying about whether you fail or lose or you know whatever that's part of it and I think you had the same approach as you knew it was going to happen you didn't necessarily go oh it has to happen by this and if they say no at this point then it's never going to happen you just went it's going to happen that's all I need to know I don't need to worry about the how which is you know not my job as it were yeah doesn't matter how far down the line it does happen I hadn't even thought about that actually Yeah, it doesn't matter how far down the line it happens. It just, you know, you know that it's going to happen. Yeah. In the same way that like, as an example of something that I'm visualizing right now that I wouldn't necessarily call visualizing, but essentially that's what it is, is Partner in Wine is going to be stocked in Selfridges. Like I haven't made any connections with them or anything like that, but that is like where I want Partner in Wine to be stocked. It's the only place that I want it to be stocked. So anyone that reaches out to me and says, can I stock it here? I've been saying no, because... For me, it's going to be stocked in Selfridges and that is exclusively where it's going to be stocked. Mm. So, you know, I would talk about it on the podcast openly. And if anyone from Selfridges is listening, hit me up, guys. But yeah, it's one of those things like that's one of the things I'm working on right now. But, you know, I know it's going to happen. It probably won't be this year just because obviously COVID and everything like that. But it will happen in the future. And I just know that that's what's going to happen. But I don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, and I also know, like, we'll one day be standing in Selfridges with the pot there and wine full and being taken a photo and be, like, tagging this podcast in, you know? That will happen. And it's that internal knowing. And it's just that kind of... I think it's the unwavering belief is what I try and help people with the most. 
everyone gets doubt, you'd be lying if you said you never had doubt in your entire life. Like everyone always gets it, but it's how quickly you pick yourself up from that and you shift out of that very quickly. So even maybe a second, but it's about how quickly you shift out of that and you start tuning back into the frequency of what it is that you want. So you knowing that it's going to be stopped in selfridges, you're not worried about the how, you're not going, oh, it has to happen within seven days time or, you know, however long, you've got that internal knowing. And that's kind of what the visualization is about as well, is it's starting to program your mind. So basically, there's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. I mention it quite a lot because it's a really great way of helping people understand how this works. And it's essentially a filtering system. So as you go through your day, you will see things based on this filtering system. You'll notice things based on this filtering system. And that system is programmed by your beliefs. So if you believe you're not worthy, you can't do it, you're not good enough, that is what you'll see play out in your day to day. You'll get proof of it. But if you believe that you're worthy, that you've got this, you can create magic, that you can create impact, that you can hit your goals, you'll get things that sort of help and support that belief. So what you're seeing when you go personally throughout your day, you're seeing things that are based on your belief system. You could look at the exact same things. And if you had a belief system that didn't necessarily serve you, it could point out complete negatives in those exact same situations. So it's not necessarily about seeing different things. It's about your perception changing based on this system. Yeah. And do you know what I find really unfortunate? I see it in my clients and I, you know, you must see it in your clients as well. I mean, I do consultancy for people on their marketing, which actually more turns into that plus business coaching and confidence coaching, because I speak to people, you know, I spoke to a girl last week who has an amazing idea. She's so passionate about what she wants to do. And she spoke to me on the phone and she was like, this morning, I'm not going to lie, like I had a massive wobble. And I was like, the reason you had a wobble this morning is because you knew you were talking to me today. It was the first step that you were actually taking to make that action happen. And this is when it becomes real because your mind is suddenly going, you know, you can't do this. And actually, after our call, she went away and said, that gave me such a confidence boost. And I really now feel like I can do it. And so I think training yourself to believe in your ideas is a really, really difficult thing to do. And it is. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I ever have doubts about my ideas because, you know, that wouldn't be human. I very occasionally have doubts about my idea. When I left my job, crikey, I was like, what the hell am I doing? But it's one of those things that I, you know, over a number of years, six, seven years, I've trained myself to really rate all of my ideas. I mean, I am an Aquarius, so I think all my ideas are amazing anyway. But yeah, I I really trained myself to rate my ideas. And I think people can see that confidence. People want to buy from that confidence, not just from me, but just generally speaking. And if you have more confidence, you can speak about your ideas with more clarity and you can speak to people's pain points confidently in order to help you sell your business or sell your service or sell your product. I think that's something people really, really struggle with. Mm. Yeah, I actually think it all stems from clarity. I think that if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not confident, I don't know how I'm going to get to this like DC level of confidence. It comes down to getting clarity on what it is that you want, how you're actually helping people, understanding that energetic value. And from there, with that clarity, I really believe truly deeply at my core that clarity is the biggest thing that stops people from getting what they want because they've only got this general hazy idea. But when you start to break it down when you start to see it again visualization that's when the momentum can start because if you truly believe in your core that your product offering service whatever helps people 
you're not coming from a place of, oh, please buy my product. You're coming from a place of, here it is. You're inviting the sale in. Like, why people buy Partner and Wine isn't just for the actual product. It's the whole experience of it. It's the fact that it gives them this new thing that they can do. It gives them, like you said, the guy that contacted you is about, it's such a great idea. It gives people hope. It gives people excitement. It gives people, you know, this whole joyous experience. And that's what they're kind of buying into is a whole experience and I think that has come from you translating that so well because you've got the clarity on it yeah absolutely yeah I really think it is and I think confidence is a funny one because everyone has self-confidence in them but Mm. I think you know unfortunately in a world that's like led by social media and you know we can go (laughs) talk about this route for ages but um I think we look at people on social media and go they're doing so well I don't feel like I'm doing as well as them. And then, you know, there's the self-comparison and then you end up feeling like shit about yourself. So it's one of those things that I always tell people as well, when you're starting a business, it's really good to just stay in your own lane and focus on what you're doing because you can get so worked up about other things and use that energy that you could be using to manifest X, Y, and Z in your business for the future or putting like the goodness and the energy into your business as it currently is. And you you could just be wasting that on feeling upset about the fact that someone else is doing well. And, you know, none of us like to admit that we get jealous or anything like that. But ultimately, everyone does at some point. But you've got to train your mind either out of it or stay sort of in your your lane and you know almost like a horse that's on a horse racing track they have those like masks over their eyes I don't know what the technical term is but they can only see directly in front of them they can't get distracted by anything on the left or the right and you kind of have to train yourself to do that Mm, yeah and I think if you look at someone probably on social media and you say, or you think, oh, I'm jealous of that person. I think you use that in a positive way and think, okay, understand it. Like, why am I jealous? What is it that I want here? Is it the fact they've created something that they've actually taken action? Is it the fact that, you know, what actually is it? And again, with that awareness comes choice. You can then go, oh, okay, didn't realize I really wanted to start a business. That's why I'm jealous. Let's start that now. Or you'll look at that person and you think, oh, they're deeply in love. Okay, well, maybe love is something that I want to work on myself, my energy. And that understanding, like one of the general techniques that I was working on some membership just before this is the power of awareness. Because when you start bringing awareness into the mix, you start to be able to kind of step back. So if anyone's like listening and they're like wanting little techniques, I'd say start keeping a general log of, you know, how you're feeling and what's going on in your mind. Because then what you can do is go, oh, okay, this is the awareness. I know that I really care about this product and I don't know enough about it or, you know, whatever it may be. Let's start the process of sorting that problem out because with awareness comes choice. Yeah, I completely agree. So is there anything you feel like we haven't covered? No, I think the biggest thing is with manifestation is just bringing that intentional thing to it. I'm I'm bringing out a product around clarity later on in the year. So I'm very excited about that. I think that'll help a lot of people. Awesome. Okay, so just to round this off, shall we do three top tips for people who are either have launched a business or want to launch a business for how to make your business goals a reality? Yeah, okay. So tip number one would be to actually visualize the people that you're trying to help the actionable side of this is thinking about your ideal client and you know the needs and the purpose that you can help them with but when you understand like on an energetic level of what you're helping someone with that completely shifts 
you know, when you think about the feeling, like what problem are you trying to help them solve? But also what feeling do you want them to be feeling? Like do you want them to feel lighter, excited, motivated? Like what is the point of your offering or service or product? The second one is to identify what it is you're actually trying to call in. Are you trying to call in 10 cells, 20 cells, 1,000? Like identifying what you're actually wanting to call in is really powerful because, again, with that clarity, you can start working towards that and think, okay, what can I do in my business to hit that number? Like I know you hit a big number not so long ago, and that was because you decided on it. If you didn't decide on it, you wouldn't have had that energy and that momentum in the last few final hours you know so that's yeah do you know what's really funny about that as well is that I literally decided I mean people think like these sorts of goals you start at the beginning of the month and you go I'm going to hit this number this month right I literally decided on the I think it was hang on let me just check back to this it was November Oh, okay. So the Monday was the 30th and the 1st of December was on the Tuesday. So I said to Christine, who works with me at Sassy and she does some partner wine stuff as well. I said to her on the Thursday, because this was the Black Friday weekend, right? I said to her on the Thursday, I said, we are going to hit this financial target. And it coincidentally happened that 200 orders would have been this financial goal. So I said to her, we're going to hit that mark by the end of the month. And she was like, Lucy, you know, like we've got four or 5k to go. I was like, I am positive that we're going to do this. And it got to 10 p.m. on the Monday and we were, I think, 58 pounds away from it. And I just went on Instagram and I went, I'm going to be shameless. If you were planning on buying a partner of mine, please go and do it now because I haven't hit my goal yet. And it's the first tomorrow and I really want to hit this goal. So please can you do it? And within about 10 minutes, I think eight people had ordered. Yeah. And we hit the goal. So there you go. Well, that actually ties in really well. The last point in the sense that the last thing I was going to say is claim it. Don't ask for it. Claim it. And like make that you part of your identity, part of how you show up. Because that's what you did. You claimed it. You were like, we're going to do this again. You didn't say, oh, I'm thinking about, I hope is this is happening. Yeah, exactly. I love those tips. They're my three tips, really. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think like the worst in our head is always the worst in our head, right? You know, you haven't got any immediate threat in in this very moment while you're listening to this podcast. Hopefully no one's got any immediate threat. So there's all this possibility and tap into that because the thing that I live my life by, this is like my one mantra that I basically live everything by. By the way, I just looked at the clock and it was one, two, three, which is my sign of alignment. So (gasps) And also earlier it was 11.11. So I feel like this podcast is very aligned. Um, but my mantra that I live my life by is I choose my reality by choosing my focus. So if I want to change something in my life, I've got to change the way or what I'm focusing on. So that mantra kind of, I guess, manifests what I want in one mantra. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Thank you for having me. It's been exciting. <laughs> I think if anyone's starting off, like, and they genuinely just don't know where to start, I think the 90-day journal is the best thing that they can start off with because you can actually start to see how it would happen. It breaks down your goals. It, it blends that action in, which we love so much, but also it has it all is. the steps as well. I also think that it asks you those questions that sometimes you don't know that you need to ask yourself. So I actually have the journal and I will vouch for it. 
so it's interesting because I like to do goal planning like that and I like to journal in that way and then what I do is I take it and I actually put it into action whether that's through like a task management system like Asana or the sassy 2021 social media content planner just to like make sure that I've got all my bases covered I think that's a really good way of actually taking those questions that are in Chloe's journal and actually making them actionable definitely yeah like one of the new points in the journal is that you take whatever big goal it is and you set an actionable goal that aligns with that because that actionable controllable goal is something you can actually start working on because whatever like the big fluffy goals as great as they are they haven't got anything you can kind of sink your teeth into so by setting like a controllable goal you can start working and start bringing your vibration up to what it is that you want by actually taking action yeah exactly love it well thank you so much for coming on the podcast chloe and where can people find you yeah so vibeandflow.com we've got our website getting changed over at the moment to shopify so i know you love shopify so <gasps> yeah i'm so excited <laughs> can't wait so yeah we're, we're vibeandflow.com you can find the products and the products that are coming our membership and yeah i think if anyone's starting off the journal and the membership those two things will start to help you learn the techniques and vibe underscore and underscore flow is us on instagram okay cool thanks chloe thank you so much for listening to today's episode i really hope that you found value in that whether you are looking to launch a product yourself or you're just interested in the process make sure you subscribe to the podcast and please, please, please leave a review if you enjoyed this episode or you are enjoying the series. It really does mean a lot to have your feedback and to know that you guys are listening and involved. So yeah, please do go and subscribe and make sure you're following me on Instagram. You can follow me at Lucy Hitchcock underscore. You can follow at The Winging It Podcast. And if you want digital marketing tips, you can follow at Sassy Digital. And obviously, if I've got any breath left, please go and follow at Partner in Wine UK where as well as posting about all of our latest products and everything that we're launching, I do make sure that we do plenty of behind the scenes so you can see exactly what it is like to run a product-based business. And I'll be back next week with another episode. 